Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Kevin McCashin, who is talk show host on uh, Talk 1300, and he's nice enough to come on from time to time on Focus on Albany and share his thoughts about what's going on in the news. So what's going on is like the focus of everybody. You know, you talk about it, you hear about it. Kevin, what's your impression of this coronavirus? Well, it's a, it's uncharted territory as far as, uh, you know, a massive uh, restrictions on movement. And uh, I'm sure it's going to get worse. Uh, it just seems like, it, especially New York State, New York State seems to be uh, New York and California are really the uh, focal points um, for the biggest number of cases. And, and it will really just start going up exponentially. So we'll see. I mean, 80% of the people uh, infected, they say you could just get mild flu symptoms. Uh, it, uh, just like any other flu or any other virus, it affects the uh, oldest and the immunocompromised. I think it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens in uh, America as far as, uh, you know, in China, the majority of the deaths were older people, but they were smokers. Uh, and okay. obviously New York, yeah, smokers and the obese are, are at risk too. But the other thing that can happen with these viruses is they can mutate. They can mutate and start doing different things. So we really, you know, as, as overhyped or overblown or ridiculous as things seem to be, as a as a healthy person, um, it's real because people think it's as real as everybody thinks it is. And it says, uh, you know, so you just have to watch out for what they're doing. I mean, you know, stuff is get is gets a little ridiculously over politic, you know, politicized. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you use the comparison of uh, mobilizing in response to September 11th or something like that, you didn't hear so right. much of the political criticism of doing this right, doing this wrong. You know, did they move the uh, well, only from some segments, you know, did they move the uh, people out of New York City fast enough? Did they do this or did they do that? They didn't have an evacuation plan. So it is a little ridiculous. But we'll see what happens. I think the strategy is now uh, focused. Well, the strategy is focused on this notion of flattening the curve. In other words, you don't want too many people infected all at once because it'll overwhelm. You know, so even if you even if it only has really bad effects in three three to five percent of the population, you know, that oldest amount, if we don't have critical care for those people, they definitely will die. And then they're making life and death choices of, you know, do you treat this person? Do you not treat this person? So it's sort of all eyes on Italy because Italy's obviously been the hardest hit. And there's parts of Italy that are like America that uh, are wealthy and uh, they've kind of been overwhelmed. So now the strategy is something that might have just blown over fast if you really didn't if you really weren't concerned about um the impact on the healthcare system now they're going to draw it out so it could be six months you know Cuomo was talking six to nine months the other day um the cdc numbers i had seen was uh italy had peaked or is peaking and then it'll go you know to europe and then the u.s but the u.s won't peak until around june so it really is intentionally being drawn out, and it is what it is. You know, I mean, even Cuomo came out, they cut down the number of petition signatures required for political purposes. Right. Um, 
they obviously canceled everything. We knew that Kathy Sheehan would cancel the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. But she hates it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a convenient excuse. They said, they were, you know, they were delaying it one day. You know, but this is just unprecedented. I guess you have to kind of take it uh, seriously uh, just because it's, uh, you just don't know. And even if it's overhyped in the media, as far as the fatality rate, you're not going to be able to argue, oh, you know, we did too much. Because you don't know. Yeah, you just don't know. So it's, uh, and it's, it's a tough story to cover because it's just changing. You know, it's changing and, and uh, adding on information over and over. And it's interesting to see what other states are doing. Um, some of the other, all the state governors are giving, you know, hour-long updates like Cuomo does every day. And uh, mm-hmm. implication, I mean, obviously it's a bad thing for for the Capitol because now they, they're they banning people going from the Capitol. So you're not going to be able to protest anything. You're not going to be able to lobby anybody. So they can pass mm-hmm. what they want. Obviously any emergency order allows them to get away with a lot. It's just a question of if they're going to abuse it and then how the people will respond if they do abuse it. And so that's always the case, you know. Emergencies okay, are always so- bad for freedom. So for me, if if I see something and I want to go down to the state capitol and talk to, let's say Andrea Stewart Cousins, and I use Can't. my my no allowed. Wow, no visitors allowed. Yeah, so this is you know, uh, and obviously they're very happy with that down there, I'm sure. But the thing is, is you can't. How do you argue against it? So, so the executive order, executive order, on Friday suspended the host the laws to help slow the spread, and it goes through April 11th. So they do these short temporary things. Uh, you know, Steve McLaughlin did the same over in Rensselaer County. We have no cases. Um, you know, they try to get the funding, and then you see in in Congress they're going to try to sneak through things. You know, pre-existing things that were already on the agenda as far as paid sick leave and stuff like that. And and a crisis like this. Uh, people sort of say, you know, it's not so, uh, you know, it, it makes sense somewhat. But once again, it's, you know, they're going to take existing laws and try to push them through. The question is, you know, what are they going to do as far as the civil liberty stuff, you know, and that's where you just have to watch for it. I know last Especially year they were talking district. about, they were, they were talking about a, uh, a sick leave sick leave in, yes. in Albany County and it was defeated. Um, do you think that's going to come up real soon again? Well, it'll be at the state level because you don't want your, your you know, and, I, and I'm opposed to all this stuff because I think two, you know, it's like uh, two consenting adults should be able to have any sort of transaction they want, whether it's pay somebody a dollar a day, you know, but at the same time, that's not New York State. So New York State is, hey, you know, we want as much help for people as possible and force employers to do stuff um, and mandate things. And so they, they would prefer that they do it at a state level. So all the counties are equal, you know, and I think that's what a lot of the objection was the mandatory sick leave. Although, yeah, although who knows what the federal legislation is, is it paid for by the government in this, in the light of the (laughs) coronavirus? Is the government paying for, uh, you know, that? How are they going to compensate people for salaries? So you have, uh, even in the legislation that uh, Cuomo set out to the counties, it had 
very vague things. You know, the county's responsible for keeping quarantine people entertained, for uh, making sure they, you know, mental health visits, for delivering meals to quarantine people, for compensating mm-hmm. for their employment. Well, if 80% of us are going to get it or 70% of us are going to get it, what are they going to do? They're going to pay for everybody to sit at home? Hey, there's, no, there's not enough money mm-hmm. to do that. So they're going to get up to the limits of this. And you can see how things, you can see how things get out of control where they just, you know, they'll just turn on the printing presses or just rack up debt. I mean, and, and what are you going to do? How are you going to get out of it? But the question is, is you know, what, uh, you just don't know. It's uncharted territory. And it could what all about all the, you know, I mean. What about all the businesses that are telling their employees you can work from home? Yes. Well, I think that's you know, you're good. Start seeing this more and more with the. Well, it it just it is what it is. I mean, it just can't last forever, no matter what happens. It's not nobody's going to sit around forever because they're going to run out of money. The businesses are going to go under. What are they going to loan to every small business in America? How do you do that? You can't do that. It's just not right. it's. it's it's impossible. You know, it's just government isn't that big to be able to do what they say they think they're going to do. So that's why they got to slow it down and and uh, just take it easy. You know, he said there's 3,000 intensive care unit beds in New York State, and they're 80% filled, Cuomo said today. Wow. So that's not much room. You know, so they're going to have to set up tents or they're going to have to take over dorms out in California. They're take, taking over empty hotel. You know, you saw even in China they were taking the one hotel that collapsed. They took over hotels and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, the, they say it's cleared up. If you go back to the Spanish flu, it, there were two two peaks, really, and it really lasted. You know, the, the Spanish flu is what you got to kind of look at. Now, granted, we have better health and hygiene now, but uh, this was from, you know, 1918 to 1920. But you didn't have how many transmission. People, you didn't have how, people many people how many people uh, died? How many people died? Do you know? Yeah, uh, let me see. But uh, you know, but like I said, it's it's hard to it's hard to predict what hasn't happened yet. You know, you can just kind of look at stuff. You don't know if the virus mutates. Right. I was reading stuff about the, the the bubonic plague, and you know, the Black Death had three different phases. You know, it, so it 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 just um, it just uh, the death toll it was estimated for the. 1918 influenza pandemic, anywhere between 17 and 50 million, possibly as high as 100 million, but that doesn't. Wow. Uh, 27. Yeah, yeah. 27, yeah. Spanish flu infected 500 million people, 27 percent of the world's population, which was between 1.8 and 1.9 billion. And then of that, so it uh, killed 17 to 50 million. Um, so it's just a question of, I mean, if they're going to put it in that frame, you know, you're going to do everything to try to stop it. You know, it's just a question of, what do we do this every flu season? Are we going to do this every flu season? Uh, you know, mm. can you manufacture a virus like this and have it released and then destroy the economy that way? You know, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of implications. And there's a lot of, uh, obviously... Anytime that things are are uh, dangerous and insecure, you get a lot of conspiracy theories. But at the same time, you know they they showed that uh, 
you know, 97% of our medicine is made in China. You can't have that. All the components for vitamins are made in China. All the, med- you know, 80% of medical uh, equipment and devices are made in China. So they shut down, you know, that, that sort of insecurity kind of leads to a desire for more nationalism. The whole thing could turn out to be really good. I mean, if it brings, even, even with this USMCA that they passed, the trade agreement, it, it favored union labor. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a question of the globalism, globalism versus nationalism. You know, you have to have some sort of national security. Right. You know, it, now, it's strange last, how threats have changed, you know. Last, last week, I was out and about, and I went to uh, a event for International Women's Day, and there was no, yeah. you know, oh, you know, oh, you got to self-isolate yourself. There was none of that a week ago. And all of a sudden, yeah. everybody's, I don't exactly remember how it started. Do you? Well, it just sort of came up, and then it accelerated once the the basketball stuff got canceled. And then it was just canceled, canceled, um, canceled. Uh, this week, okay. we may see cancellations of even domestic air travel. I talked to guys I know that with connections to the White House that said, you know, last week they said Thursday they were they were looking at canceling domestic air travel. So you have the schools are closed for two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll probably have a mandatory shutdown of restaurants. Said he uh, this was at 12:30 p.m. today. Cuomo said he was asking for the volunteer. Uh, you know, today Sunday. Cuomo said he's asking for the voluntary closing of businesses, and didn't rule out the limiting capacity of gathering places. And workplaces holding less than 500, including bars or restaurants, to even 30 or 40 percent, down from the current 50 percent cap. So his mm-hmm. press conference today was was uh, he had all the reporters' uh, chairs spaced six feet apart, but he's up at the dais, you know, being a clown, three feet apart from his people. <laughs> so you know, and he's he, you know he's a, it, it's just like today he puts out in the New York Times, right? It's as as if he's lost the phone number to the White House. He puts out in the New York Times today that, well, you know, Trump should call up the military to to, uh, help out. And so, you know, so you're looking at people are fearful of martial law or whatever, you know, you you get this, you're going to have that kind of fear, that paranoia. Same time, you know, here he is clowning around opinion, Andrew Cuomo to President Trump mobilized the military to help fight coronavirus in the New York Times. Well, he, did he lose the phone number to the White House? You know, what, what's he got to go to the New York Times to write a story like that? It's just stupid stuff like that. There's a lot of that. Or the Google website. But, you know, they said, well, Trump said Trump said uh, in his speech on Friday, at the conference on Friday, that Google was working on the website. Then they said, no, they're not working on the website. And then they said, yeah, they are working on the website. I mean, just it's it's the 24-hour news cycle, so the talking heads on Fox and MSNBC and CNN and, and you know, all these have some nonsense to talk about instead of covering real stuff, you know. They're and fighting so over better when, eat, you know. when people watch the cable shows, it only yes. adds to their – it only adds to their fear. It adds to their yeah, paranoia. Yeah, it probably hurts their immune system. I would I would agree with that. I was listening to uh, classical music on the drive over, you know, where I had to go today, and I said, "Well, this is kind of good." 
but unfortunately I'm in the media, you know, I gotta, I gotta stay on top of it. But it, even for me, well, I'm like, give me a break, you know? So you want to talk about other stuff, but I'll tell you what, last week, Cynthia, we did five shows, you know, and I got three hours a day to do a show and right. I come in and I'm prepped for stuff and I'm local, but I can't get to it because I, the coronavirus stuff is so big. So you have a lot of, a lot of important local things, you know, that are going on that are going to slide by. And, uh, you know, it's just these typical monster stories um, eat up everything. And, 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 hurts, and it hurts, it hurts uh, representative government. Because here you are, you're empowering more government. But you can make good things can come out of this. Hey, if they, if, you know, if you're in favor of free, uh, free university or free colleges for, for all New Yorkers, well, can they help develop it to do it remotely? I wouldn't be opposed to that then because online classes, you can scale up massively, you know, and, and then you're not worried about room and board and tuition and facilities and stuff like that. So if you, if it, if good things come out of it, like leveraging technology for remote learning and that qualifies as getting people a college ed- education, you know, it's not for the trades. No, nobody's opposed to that. That's where you can have socialism that's affordable, you know, but uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, you're seeing the fam- the shortcomings of the system. You got all these schools are closing. What are, what are, what are the kids in Albany going to do for two weeks where Albany's already bad enough? So then they're going to have to right. get them lunches, right, because they're so reliant on lunches. So they're going to have to pick up lunches. Well, how do they get over there to pick up the lunches? Are they going to deliver the lunches on school buses? How are they going to do it? And so this is fascinating right. to see where the reliance on the government is, you know, hey, you're relying on the government, but the government's only going to be able to do so much. And if people really, really get sick, you're going to be, they're going to be, you know, if he's at 80% of the ICU beds are filled right now and, and you have to have uh, ventilators and stuff like that, they better start making ventilators. It's got a lot more, a lot more than, you know, listen, you can test everybody, but if they're dying, you know, who cares about the test? If people are sick, they're sick, right? Right. So, right. so it's just, uh, we will just see. We, we, we will see, and it's hard to even have a credible opinion on anything because nobody knows. Okay, just nobody now, knows. You're, you're talking about, you know, the, the, it, it, the national story has been drowning out a uh, local story, but McCoy and Sheehan have been having press conferences do you think the yeah. county and city, the county and city of Albany has been doing a good job of monitoring this crisis? Uh, well, it has. The interesting thing is this: so the outbreak in Albany. So it was Wednesday. Kathy Sheen said uh, the mayor said that the parade. You know, uh, looks like we're still going to have a parade Thursday. Obviously, they came out and canceled after they found out the cases. Then on Thursday and a Friday, SUNY Albany, SUNY Albany, they found a, somebody tested positive in one of the business buildings. Mm-hmm. The big issue there is they didn't keep everybody on campus. They sent them home. So if people were already infected, they just spread it out, you know. I mean, but the question is, is you know, what does that mean? What does it mean? And, and, and what's the impact going to be? So everybody's kind of playing it by ear. So I wouldn't say that it's either a good response or a bad response. It's just they're, they're responding. They're, they're communicating. 
I wouldn't drag mm-hmm. anybody down there for a press conference. They could do it on the phone every day or do it, you know, stream it or something. But right. it is what it is. You know, so now, you have, uh, uh, assembly woman Weinstein and assemblyman, uh, oh God, his name escapes me right now. Uh, there's been yeah. two cases of the assembly from Brooklyn. Yeah, so do you think, do you think, uh, are all of the assembly people going to come up to Albany and do their work for a couple of days and go back home? How's that going to work? Yeah, well, it's 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 uh, yet to be seen because they obviously they got to pass the budget. They got to get their pay raises. Right. <laughs> They got to pass the budget right. because they got to get their pay raise. Said they already banned uh, visitors down there. It's just a question of, um, you know, how long are they going to keep it closed for? Obviously, they could extend the April first deadline for the budget. It looks like they're limiting DMV stuff. I saw in a press conference the governor of New Jersey said, if uh, your registration runs out or your need your license renewed, we'll just let it go for two months. You know, so mm-hmm. they'll probably do something like that to limit uh, DMVs, you know, uh, and, and all, all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it's like a massive two-week snow day, but it's like, well, what do you do after two weeks? You're going to do a month? You're going to do two months? You're going to do three months? Right. So they're going to play it by ear, but the question is, is you know, what what are you going to do? People are going to run out of money. They aren't going to be able to bail everybody out. And then, of course, you're going to have big robberies, you know, that, the Federal Reserve, you know, they already pumped a trillion and a half dollars into the repo market. Um, you know, you're going to have your typical typical uh, insider sketchiness going on. You know, you'll have uh, bailouts of uh, industries that were failing to begin with. And then you'll have, uh, you know, just the, the typical malfeasance that happens with big government where you have, you know, half of his administration work for Goldman Sachs or whatever. You know, I mean, you're going to – you're just a – Stuff like that. Undoubtedly. The other, Undoubtedly. the other assembly person was Barron, and I'm sure that yes. Cuomo is brokenhearted over that one. So um, yeah, right, right. What do you think about the drop in the stock market? That's all relative. You know how many how many you know a lot of Americans have 401ks, so that's what they judge everything by. But it bounced up ten percent, nine point four percent on Friday. So it's it's typical wildness of the stock market. You know, I mean, it's it's all this stuff is stuff you expect. Anybody who's been through this stuff before with September eleventh has a pretty good understanding of uh, you know what's going on. I, I don't think it's anything permanent. We just haven't okay. seen those kind of death rates overseas. But the question is, is you know it's going to over overwhelm the. Uh, Healthcare system. What about, like you said, what about people who are getting their chemotherapy? What about people who need a break of their leg? What about what about all this other stuff? How are they going to handle that if they're bogged down with right. that stuff? So yeah, get so the national think, guard up. I mean, if go ahead. Do you think this is an opportunity for people such as Cuomo and other elected people to show their face in front of the well, camera? To show, yeah, of course. I mean, that's what you saw today. I mean, why does he have to write a, an opinion piece in the New York Times to tell the governor that we need help with the military? I mean, that's just why Why go to the New York Times? Why not just call 
call Trump. I mean, it's so stupid. So you're going to see a lot of this showboating. And, and it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's why people don't get engaged. That's why you have the lowest turnout rate. You know, 22% of the, the, vote, the qualified electorate vote in New York State. 22%. The other, the other 75% vote in the sense of they don't care. They don't care, and they don't think it makes a difference. And you can see why, because you just have bad leadership. But, you know, Cuomo thinks he's FDR right now. And, and you know, it's, hey, listen, if we only wind up with 100 deaths, he's okay. But if he didn't do what he's doing and we wind up with 100,000 deaths, well, you know, it, you know, who wants to be on the, the, the losing side of that bet? Right. And and are people fearful that they're going to have to quarantine themselves for a few months? Well, the question is, is what are people capable of? Is, you know, what can they survive? You know, in, in, in Washington State, they stopped doing, um, you know, uh, disconnecting, you know, evictions and disconnecting the electric and all that stuff. So, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to kind of get this uh, the uh, agenda <laughs> tested out. Hey, you know, they, don't, they want good cause evictions. They don't want to evict people. You know, let's see what it does. Let's see what it does. Okay. We know what it does ultimately. I, listen, I mean, New York State's losing people for sure. Right. And so right. Uh, you're only putting more stress on an already stressed system. You know, and New York City, I mean, New York City's going to be a hotbed for this stuff. Remember after September 11th, everybody fled New York City. They moved up. They moved right. upstate. That's why places like Columbia County used to be Republican. They're Democratic now. You know, I mean, because everybody moved up. So uh, hmm. it's just interesting to see. Yeah, you just kind of sit back and uh, do it. It's just a question of, uh, you know, can we get food to poor people? Can we do this? And this is kind of what government's there for, for emergencies that the private sector can't handle. But at the same time, you saw in Trump's press conference, it was all about, you know, Walmart, Target, uh, you know, all the big medical companies, the pharmaceutical companies. So you basically hmm. already had an 8 two billion dollar pharmaceutical bailout i would say you know so it's uh and and then i haven't gone through the details of nancy pelosi's bill but there's a lot of big money in there too and a lot of it goes to snap and stuff like that but how are you going to do snap benefits you're going to bring everybody into dss how are you bringing everybody into dss it's going to be overwhelmed you got to keep distance so it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. the biggest concern for <laughs> albany right now would be with the with the albany schools closed for two weeks what do we do with mm-hmm. the kids? What are the kids doing? What about the parents? You know, how do you have a, a third grader? What, are they going to stay home alone? How do you do that? What about daycare? Mm. What, can you send them to daycare? What about parents? Don't they have to work? How are they going to pay the bills? So there's a lot mm. of real things that they've got to be addressed. Whether, whether, whether the virus is going to be as bad as it is or not, they're playing like it is. So it, and it, I would suspect you're just going to see more and more closings this week. And it's not just little yeah. stuff like, like that. So you have utilities across New York to suspend disconnections for customers facing hardships. You know, there's just endless headlines. So um, what, you, what will you be doing this week? Uh, how are you going to address this to- issue? I will be, uh, I will be quarantined in my studio where I am alone. And Daryl, our newsman, will be in his quarantined in his studio, and our board op will be in his studio, and we'll be we'll be uh, just 
covering the latest news on the radio. I mean, and just uh, finding out what's going on. And really, it's just a lot of updates. It's not even so much commentary. It's just, it's just, um, it's just, you know, what is happening now. You know, on Friday we just carried the press conference because what are you going to do? Everybody's do, everybody's watching. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's an important time in radio. You know, we don't have a paywall like the Times Union. You know, so people <laughs> can just tune in like they are now you know, on this little micro FM and uh, they can tune in to talk 1300 and, and, you know, hear that. And then we take phone calls. So, so it's good to mm-hmm. I take a lot of phone calls because I just want to hear what are people worried about? You know, what are they, what are they overly concerned about? What are they wrong about? You know? And mm-hmm. so you got to, unfortunately with viruses and, and biology, you got to listen to the experts. And so um, it's just a question of how credible they are and uh, what sort of disruptions there are. And uh, how much hardship there is, and how do we overcome that? You know, how do you how do you volunteer to help people when you get, you're supposed to be quarantined? You know. So Kevin, in the last minute, give yourself a little plug. Yeah, so I host a show called Road Rage. It's on Talk thirteen hundred AM or ninety eight seven FM, but mostly the Albany area, Albany, Saratoga, and then south of here. Or you can listen online, and it's uh, you know Talk thirteen hundred dot com. And uh, I really liked talking with my buddy Cynthia Pooler. Focus on all. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so you've been you've been listening to Kevin McCashin, and I'm sure we will be talking again. This is Focus on Albany. So if you like the show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Kevin, we will continue the conversation at a later date. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.